Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is episode 189 of Do the Monkey, as always. You're, I'm your man. I'm Ian Loring. He's your other man. I'm Mark Foster. Hello, everybody. Fuck. <laughs> you, you, you've, had a, you've had a stressful day, haven't you? Well, yeah, just bloody, like... <laughs> I don't know, things, just things and life and stuff like that. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, pretty much, pretty much the same. Yeah, man, like, I don't know, Christmas and stuff and things. What have we got today? We've got uh, Office Christmas Party. We We've got a review of that. Yes. Um, and we're going to talk some what we watched, I assume. Yes. And... Um, we'll also talk some trailers and uh, and whatnot. Um, so I suppose let's get on it. Tomorrow I start my journey with Final Fantasy 15, oh. which is the first Final Fantasy I've ever played. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I've never played a Final Fantasy ever. I I I, I once um, mistakenly um, a girl I was talking to once, uh, a friend actually. Um, she, she asked if I was into the Final Fantasy thing, and I, I thought she did something else, and I said, yeah. Then she started talking about it, and it was one of those things where I was out, and, I was, and it got to about 20 minutes, and I thought, no idea what she's talking about at all. And she was just going on and on, but I thought, I've only just kind of, I, I know her quite well now, but I only just kind of met her, and I thought, I don't now want to say, I have no idea what you're talking about for like the past 20 minutes. So I just yeah. going, yeah, oh yeah, that bit was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was yeah, I like, yeah, I like that bit as well, yeah. And kept it going, and it went on for about an hour and a quarter, right? I'd actually gone and got another drink, <laughs> and come back and she carried on talking. And then it wasn't until she went to get a drink, that one of the other guys turned and went, you've never played Final Fantasy ever, have you? Like, not a fucking clue, don't you? Would, yeah. If you put a lot of boxes in front of me, and said, which one's the Final Fantasy box, won't even be able to pick it out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. It's just like people seem to be banging on about it being really good. And I'm up for a bit of Japanese madness. Why not? I'll probably stream some of it as well. So um, I'll probably watch it. There you go. So, um, alrighty. Um, any Anything else going on or should we just crack on? Yeah, crack on with trailers. It's been, a, it's, it, it's been a refreshingly quiet week, we'll say. Um, you know, we had the, the early bullshit of people trying to create a furore about Martin Scorsese movies, but then that kind of luckily just disappeared, which was which was nice. Yes, yeah, I... Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, bigger bigger things to worry about. Um, a ball sack in a teacup. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, so yeah, trailers. Um, fucking hell, what's that on my trousers? Jesus fucking. Is it cold? No, it's unless my cum's brown. Um, <laughs> well, somebody else's cum brown, maybe. Why would it be? My, it doesn't necessarily have to be my cum. Somebody may have came on my trousers. I yeah. don't know anymore. Did you um, have an eventful night on Friday. <laughs> I did have an. Oh no, let's not do that. <laughs> Both you would know on eventful weekends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fuck. Let's just move on from that. Um, yep. so there, there, there was a trailer for Transformers: The Last Night, which I'm kind of up for because it looks like Bay is just chucking everything and just seeing what sticks now. 
Yeah, which, which, which that, that's Bay's kind of whole shtick a little bit, I think, nowadays. I've not watched any of the Transformers movies since the first. Uh, I have watched all of them for some reason. Um, yeah. Uh, did I see the third one in the cinema? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I did watch the trailer and thought, do you know what? I've watched that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, exactly. I, I don't know. It just, it looks mental. It, it's obviously going to get one and two star reviews and make like a billion dollars worldwide. And I, I don't know. It just, if they're now saying that Transformers actually shaped humanity's like big moments in history, then I'm kind of up for seeing what that looks like. Yeah. I, 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 I'm actually now to the point of where I kind of like that the Transformers movies come out. Movie fans hate them and just, derise them as much as they can and even like magazines that will fucking that will have it on the front cover two or three times possibly in a year yeah. we'll do loads of features we'll give it one and a half stars but the fucker will still make a billion dollars i actually kind of like that because it, it's not it this isn't what people get confused is this isn't michael bay sticking two fingers up at critics and you know movie snobs and things like that and saying fuck you I've made a franchise that makes a billion dollars every fucking time it isn't that it's your general movie going audience that are sticking to it up and going do you know what we don't care that you don't like it we don't yeah. care that you don't like it because we're going to see it we're going to go and see it we're going to talk all the way through it we're going to buy popcorn and nachos and a big drink. We're gonna use our phones in it. Do you know what? Do you know what? Don't go watch it. You yeah. don't have to go and watch it. You you do not. Not everybody on Twitter and all these forums that is a movie fan gets paid to go and see these things. They don't. They just don't. If you get invited to a press screening, you don't have to go because it's free and then slag it off online. Just don't go. Don't yeah, get involved yeah. in it. In the same way as I have never watched Strictly Come Dancing or X Factor or I'm a Celebrity. I haven't watched any of those. But do you know what? If other people want to watch them and they want to enjoy them, fine. Do you know what? I don't have to. <laughs> so, but yeah. now it's making me want to go, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go and watch the fifth or sixth or fourth, whatever Transformers movie it is, at the cinema. I'm going to bask in the ridiculousness of it all. And I'm going to come out and go, well, that was shit. Or I'm going to come out and go, I enjoyed that, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It could just, it could really go one of either way. Yeah. It really, really could, man. Um, uh, anyway, um, Baywatch. Yes. Looks all right. Yep. Yeah. I'm all for it. I love yeah. the fact that it seems to it seems to be incredibly aware of what it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's doing the Jump Street thing, isn't yeah. it? But um, I don't know. The Rock is pretty self-aware. Zac Efron's pretty self-aware. I, I you know let's why not? It, it seemed like people didn't like it, but but people were never going to like it. Yeah, I, well, I don't know, man. I mean, The Rock, everyone fucking likes The Rock. I mean, it already kind of feels like, right, okay, so is The Rock backlash going to begin now then? Um, and, yeah, and, and That could be the one that they could try and trigger it, but I think that the, pitch, the way that they're doing it is quite good because the whole 
the reason why Baywatch kind of started to crumble was because people said, oh, it's just leery at women in not a lot of clothing. And it, that was what made it successful, and it was eventually what was kind of its downfall. What they've done with this is they've gone, they've kind of preempted what people are going to complain about and go, ah, 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 wait a minute, no, 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 the leering is at these two guys. Go on yeah. then, get your fucking panties in a wad about that one then, because they don't care. Nobody cares. And I like yeah. that. Um, I, 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 I don't know. It just, I'm fuck. I'm done reacting to people, man. It just, it's. Uh, we, ex- we've had this conversation. Yeah, I'm excited like, about the Baywatch movie in, in the sense that I like The Rock and I like Zac Efron. There we go. Yeah, there you go. There, hey, hey, there you go. Um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, sure, why not? Uh, it doesn't particularly thrill me, but the Doctor Strange one didn't either, and I enjoyed that greatly. So. Who's to say? Do, do you know what my thing about the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer is? Mm. It, it, it looks like a Spider-Man movie. In the same way as The Amazing Spider-Man looked like a Spider-Man movie, and in the same way as Spider-Man, the Raimi one, looked like a Spider-Man movie. It just looks like a Spider-Man movie. And which isn't a bad thing, or a good, or a necessarily good thing. It's just, I already see people sort of seem to think that this is Oh yes, look, Marvel have got this. Now they're gonna do it right. It's like, do you know what they might? But that just looks like a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> just looks- yeah, I, th- I think that's fair, man. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. I mean, yes, you've got you've got Iron Man in there, and it's Tony Stark being Tony Stark, and I'm gonna be very intrigued to see whether they can have Spider-Man actually make his own in impression in a film where Tony Stark is or is also there. Mm. I mean at least you had um Captain America have a couple of solo films before they brought Tony Stark on there. But um I mean I, I, it'd be nice if he was just not the parental figure but like the older figure and it was about a newer cast of characters and you've just got him I mean uh, do you know what? If it's him making a load of jokes about Marissa Tomei being hot, I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be perfectly I'll be perfectly comfortable with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, Ian. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's cum-worthy, frankly, isn't it? I mean, it just, it, it looks like absolutely everything I want it to be. Yeah. Um, it's a war it's movie. It's an eight, sorry? It's a war movie. Yeah, it's an eight versus, uh, Woody Harrelson. That, that's all I want in life. Yeah, that, yeah, because I, I, I'd completely forgot they cast Woody Harrelson. In that role, um, and then when you have the shot where you see him and he's in all the um, the camouflage, and you just get him turned around, and I just went, "Holy shit, that's Woody Harrelson!" Oh, yeah. and it all came back that he was casting. I thought, "Hang on a minute, is this Woody Harrelson fights apes?" Yes, that that sounds like that sounds like a futuristic game show. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I would. I would uh, kickstart that. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, this just. Yeah, yeah. I would kickstart that happily. I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it. I like the fact that Caesar is the through line here, and not the like, not any of the human characters. Like, it looks like. Um, Oh, fucking what's his face? Uh, Jason Clark. Yeah. It looks like he's he's nowhere to be seen. Obviously, James Franco's nowhere to be seen. It looks like Caesar versus Woody. 
Harrelson, I'm I'm betting Caesar will die, um, and it it's gonna set some shit off. Very very pumped. Kind of wish it was coming out at Christmas though. It has got a wintry vibe to it. Does a wintry vibe to it? Yeah, and as well, you know, as adds credence to what you just said. Like, I mean, Caesar in the thing, the fact that it's Andy Serkis gets top billing is you know awesome. He's it, it, fantastic and he's deserved thoroughly. But also, well, I think it's a very much kind of like a statement of intent for the film, saying, "Look, you need to take this this seriously. This is I, this is an acting performance, and you know you need to stop looking at it as this is just a computer generated. It, there's a there's a performance behind this. There's an actor playing that. It isn't just a voiceover. There's 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 a lot more." to this and the mechanics of, of how uh, Circus has become the absolute master of that craft is, you know, is testament to his acting ability and Circus isn't just a good actor when he's doing these these type of roles, he's a good actor out of those roles as well, you know, um, but it, it's, 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 it's fantastic that essentially they're saying, look, this is a performance. This is, this is a piece for that. And it goes back to something I remember reading uh, years and years ago. Uh, where John Hurt, um, his manager and agent, kind of, because they were the same thing at the time, in the, where, uh, when he got cast in um, The Elephant Man, told him that it would kill his career, he'd kill his film career in America, uh, yeah. because it wouldn't know it's him, it, it, you know, and that it, it, it gives him all this makeup, and that he shouldn't take the role, he should take another role. I can't remember what the role was now, the top of my head, but it was another film that, that ended up doing nothing, really. Um, and he said that you should take this role rather than the role in uh, The Elephant Man, which he obviously in the end up getting an Academy Award nomination for. <laughs> so, um, John said, you know, at that point, you know, had he not been my best friend, I would have sat my agent slash manager, you know, yeah. the minute I got the, what is it? He said, but we still talk about it there. And I think that's with Circus, is he's, you know, he's created a little niche for himself. But he's trying to kind of say, look, this isn't just me. I want other people to fucking do this. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's got that fucking, um, like, studio, the Imaginarium, I think yeah. it is, isn't it? And, like, he's supposed to be doing that adaptation of all um, Animal Farm and, uh, like, a version of the Jungle Book. You know, whether that's going to happen is is anyone's guess now. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. It's it's weird. I really really like Rise and Dawn, but I don't go back to them that often. But I am quite looking forward to go, like watching them again in the summer. To be fair, I'll probably do all the H films like I tend to do when these things come out. So yeah. Um, but I, I think we need to do the main event, don't we? Really? Because yes, um, it, it certainly is the the main event is the uh, Noel Miller and Ian Loring uh, named. <laughs> you guys did come up with this name. F eight fate man. We fucking came up with that. Around Fast Seven's release, I swear. Yeah, um, you, yeah, you, you, you did. I know you did. I haven't listened back to the episode because I'm not. I, I can't remember. I think it was on the 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 um, the Fast and Furious Seven, Furious Seven, whatever it's called. Uh, I think it was on that episode. But you, you and Noel definitely went through and got Fate, Fate, F Eight, and went through that and called it Fate for the Furious or something of something along those lines. You may have even said Fate of the Furious. But yeah, you did. You guys did name it, uh, which is proof again that Vin Diesel uh, listens to Doing the Monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see more proof. Yes. Um, I mean, I, 
I'm I'm very I'm very intrigued because it does appear like that Charlize Theron mouth rapes Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel is a fascinating character because he and I'm not saying anything about his sexual orientation here. Just yeah. from an on-screen point of view, him kissing women is weird. <laughs> it doesn't work. No, he, he, he has he has little sexual chemistry with women in, on film. Yeah, no, no I mean... On it, film, let's get out of Yeah, yeah, no, sure, yeah, absolutely, Wait, absolutely. Get involved there. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. It just, it looks... I mean, that shot where Charlize Theron goes in for him at the end... It's like it, I, I'm, 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 I'm assuming the context of the scene is that she is mind controlling him and she's essentially turned him off. Yeah. And she's just kind of going for him. It, 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 yeah, like you said, this, this, the, the, the wonder of these movies and this series of movies and the reason why they've become so successful is they've struck a zeitgeist is the preposterousness of them. And but they managed to make it fun. And this looks like... It, it, it's always the same thing of, where do you go from here? Where do they go next? How do they go next? It's the same film over and over again. How do they make it interesting? Well, they've gone interesting. You know, it's one trailer and, and a little bit of clever PR marketing um, six months ago by having The Rock and Vin Diesel fall out, <laughs> which now makes it seem a little bit like... Ooh, is that real or is that to create? I, I'm a fa- I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. That that feels like some solid long lead marketing it's, and it's a long game that. And 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 good for them, yeah. you know, good for them. Um, it look, I mean, it looks it looks mental. Obviously, it does. Um, there's a fucking submarine. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's do it. Fuck! Yeah. I, like, it, it just they they don't care anymore, do they? They're just like people just want this. Let's yeah. just fucking let's just like take them and give them a nice hard fucking of Fast and Furious. I swear, I saw an official um, account was on Facebook or Twitter or on the works Tumblr or something, but I saw an actual official proper what is it not fan made post of you know the wrecking ball shot when the wrecking ball goes down. Yes. And it said they. It says it was a gif of that, and the tagline was they came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I thought the the people behind the marketing of these movies are just so on fucking point. And the other gif is the um, it's the rock beating against the uh, cell of uh, Jason Statham. And there's two of them, and it's just him beating on the one. It says, "I will beat you," and the other one says, "Like a Cherokee drum." <laughs> so, this is, yeah, this is just gold. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, I. They're embracing it. They know they make a shitload of money, and people love it. And they just have to be silly. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I, good on him, man. I like. I'm. I'm. No one is more surprised than me by how much I've turned around on these films, but they are fun fucking films, and this looks like a blast. I, I, very excited. It's it's going to make so much money. It's untrue. I'm good on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, very excited. Yeah. 
Um, so, speaking of very excited, Office Christmas Party. Um, it's directed by people. Will Speck and Josh Gordon. Yeah, who did uh, Blades of Glory and The Switch, I believe. Um, <laughs> the Switch. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, and it stars Jason <laughs> Bateman, uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, TJ Miller, others. Um, I don't know why I'm saying it with that kind of tone, really. Um, so, basically, they've got to have an office cup party to impress a potential client. Otherwise, they're going to close the branch. Mark, office Christmas party. I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, if anybody was going to like it, it was going to be me. Um, it's the thing is, it, it's weird because there's a point where it, 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 it's on a real high, and then the start of the third act, it starts to dip again. And I thought, oh, is this it? Is it? Is, has it just? It, there's a. It, it has all the energy sucked out of it. I think a little bit, and then. Because you have a realisation, we are all spoilers all the time, you have a realisation about a character, uh, the, the character they're trying to impress to get his contract, uh, it turns out he's been fired anyway, so they can't get the contract. And then the movie kind of shifts its, its kind of end game a little bit um, to somewhere else, to somewhere where you know, it's, you, you know where it's kind of going because they've already laid the groundwork down for that, that air um, fire, whatever it's called, um, that's been laid down quite heavy, so you know that's coming back at some point. Uh, but then it, it does have a bit of a lull there, but it does manage to pull it back quite nicely. And weirdly, there's a lot of um, Fast and Furious references within the, the movie uh, as well, which were quite... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they, they're, they're pretty solid, actually. Yeah, yeah good. Um, and, and it does seem the, like the vast majority of the, the cast are having fun. Not all of them work uh, in terms of for how... Um, for how well they fit into it and how their their comedic characters kind of their beats hit. Um, some of them are great. Uh, others, which we'll get into, are just plain annoying at points. Um, and my usual hatred for Olivia Munn in things isn't in this. I think she's very good in this actually, and I think her playing a more straight character. Um, works really well for her. She was quite charming in it. Um, yeah, that quite is, level, yeah. And I, I liked that. And I liked her, her character and it all worked in it. And she wasn't just trying to be the, oh my God, look at how beautiful I am. She was just being a very confident character. Not cocky or anything, just a very confident character. Um, Bateman, I thought, were TJ Miller just does what he does where he steals every scene he's in. But, even like the most of the supporting cast worked there was a few that didn't but we'll, we'll get into those but yeah what did you think of it yeah I liked it as well um, I was pretty um, I was pretty hung over um, I, I may have still been drunk to be honest um, <laughs> um, I, 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 but it was kind of what I needed um, I, I mean the, the, the film will remain forever etched in my memory for shut the fuck door which <laughs> yes. uh, just 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 because shut the front door and a term that i coined fudgy bananas are two things that i say at work yeah when i like literally 
like someone will ask me a question and be like, oh, fudgy bananas, man. And they will look at me. <laughs> and like, if, if, if it's like a new person, they'll be like, what? And it's like, it, it's what I need to say in, instead of swearing so that if I'm over, cause I've got quite, I've got quite, I, I, as we know, I've got quite a loud noise, uh, a voice. And when I'm quality checking other people's calls, I can hear me in the background <laughs> and I have to be so, Careful. careful with what I say in particular. Other people, I, I, I'm not a fan of it because I think I, I genuinely, I, at work, I'm pretty fucking militant and like it's just like we're all professionals just to do our fucking jobs and we shouldn't be swearing. Other people can get away with swearing quite a bit and it doesn't get picked up. Me, I can't. <laughs> so, but yeah, fudgy bananas and shut, shut the front door. So shut the fuck door. I did make, I mean, just TJ Miller's uh, way of saying it as well. And I, I thought him and Bateman actually worked quite well against yeah. each other. Uh, they're, they're, they're good. Uh, they're good chalk and cheese. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it maybe slightly kind of breaks down at the end, really, where Gillian uh, isn't Gillian Bell. Yeah, yeah, Gillian Bell's character kind of gets a bit more yeah. uh, involved, and which is never a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't She's, get her thing. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a mass. I, I would prefer to just like watch Rebel Wilson do that kind of thing. To be honest with you, um, uh, I, I quite like Rebel, Rebel Wilson. I, I find her funny. Um, so, um, yeah, I, it, I, I mean, I felt it was a little long, maybe as well. Is it like an hour forty-five? Yeah, it's an hour forty-five. Yeah, cut that shit down to ninety minutes, please. Um, yeah, this movie should be no more than ninety-eight minutes. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, the setup actually takes a fair bit of time to get going from the start of the film to the party. There's probably twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, it's, there's a good half an hour I would say before you, the party actually starts. Um, mm. So you can say there is a bulk of setup, but I, I, I don't think I don't think it benefit from losing bits in that. I think it benefit from losing bits within the party. To be honest. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I mean, yeah, you've, you've got the whole bit with. Um, the, the the woman with the the kids who's getting with um Kim oh, Jong Un from the interview uh, Randall Park that's him yeah uh and, you know that kind of goes nowhere and then she starts having the thing with the other guy and it's like yeah just maybe don't have that bit yeah you could, you could quite easily have got rid of that entire bit and a few other bits and still had you still had the same movie yeah totally totally um. But, yeah, I don't know, because it's been getting some really poor words. Um, it, it seems like people just haven't taken to it at all. I mean, it's no it's no classic. No, um, it, 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 it's, it, no it's not a classic, but, but I don't... The, the, the thing is, I won't say I, I don't see how people could actively dislike it, but I, I could see how people could just not get on with it, because it is a little bit... It's not overtly crass or anything like that, so doesn't have that but there are a few kind of there are a few irritating kind of characters in there i think they could kind of grate on people to be honest i thought kate mckinnon was was too much in that she was too much a character she didn't feel real yeah yeah and yeah. she was the only That's thing in it that didn't feel real that felt like that was an idea for a saturday night live skit which was fine if it's a seven minute skit once every few what is it but over an entire movie it was a little bit like oh do you know what i really really i thought you were fantastic in ghostbusters but the more i see you in now the more i'm going 
ah, is that more like what your stuff is? And yeah, she, the... she she has to be the most standout person in anything she's in by the looks of it. Yeah, and, um, and, and in this, she's going up against people who personally I just think are a little bit some are funny in her, but others are more they're more seasoned at being in this this bigger production. So they could be with it going, do you know what? Sometimes you have to tone things down. You don't you've got you've got over an hour and forty five minutes uh, of, of a film, you've got a good chunk of screen time to impress. You don't have to impress in a skit. You've got a lot of fucking screen time. Tone it down a couple of levels, and you've got a better character. And that's yeah, where okay. It, 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 it would go. Um, Makes sense. You know, even look at something like Rob Corddry. Rob Corddry looks like he, like like Jason Bateman was telling him about the the script that he was going to do for his office Christmas party. He went, <laughs> "That sounds fun." So you're like a big party. Yeah. All oh, right. Can I come? What, what do you mean? Like, can I be in the movie or something? Uh, well, uh, yeah, it did just it just felt like he just turned up on set every day and they went, well, all right, be be this character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, quite. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's got that whole kind of like ramshackle, improv-y kind of thing that comedies seem to do these days. And you had the end credits kind of like thing where they was going through the alternate lines, yeah. and so it, I mean, there obviously was that. I mean, it was it was it was fun to see Courtney um, Vance kind of. Um, <laughs> Let, uh, letting it all, all, all hang out as such as well you know I mean the uh, it's obvious and I think it was in the trailer as well but when he gets all the lights together and he just like swings off that thing and they just completely fucks over it's it, that's the kind of dumb fucking stupid shit that I like from my comedy every now and then I just need someone to take a fucking fall like yeah. no one's business <laughs> like Fuck it, Friday night, man. I tipped a table over in a restaurant twice by accident. And the second time, apparently, I don't even remember this, but the second time, I just looked it up on my mate Steve and just went, well, that was pretty solid. You know, <laughs> and it was just like, I, I like physical harm, whether it's me or someone else, if it's in a pratfall situation. Yeah, well, do you know what I really liked about that? That he didn't get up and do the, I'm okay thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just, he's fucking down. Yeah. I actually, I like that, which sounds horrible, but it's kind of true. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 true, true that. I'd go with that. Yeah, I don't know, it just, it's, um, it, there's not much to say about it, but it's just, it is, it is a, it is a good little time. Yeah, I I enjoyed Jennifer Aniston in it as well. Yeah, so did I. I I, I think, I think she's, she's, she's better served where she's, the, cause I think I think Jennifer Aniston is a great comedic actress. I, I don't see people's I- issues with it. You know, you go back and you watch Friends. She's very good at that, and she's got very good at being kind of not the star of films, but being the almost the and Jennifer Aniston, where she doesn't have to be front and center. She can mm-hmm. come in and do a little bit, and she's very solid at it. And, you know, she, she attracts a crowd because she's Jennifer Aniston, because she's an incredible, likeable screen presence, even when she's playing an unlikable character. And her kicking, kicking uh, those, the pimp henchman's ass was fantastic. I like the fact that we didn't just see loads of it, you just got an idea of it, but it, it worked. It added a, a fun element to it. It was, 
yeah, I, I enjoyed my time with it, and I, it will be something that I come to, to watch, you know, at Christmas. It's one of the movies where I look forward to it and go, I'm watching that Christmas fucking week, but it'll be one where, in December, where I'm going, right, I'm going to watch some Christmassy stuff. It'll be one that I go, ooh, office Christmas party, there we go. It's not especially Christmassy, as something like The Night Before, for instance, uh, from last year, but, you know, it is a... It's December. I've got an excuse to watch it again now. Yep. So I, yep. I, I, Absolutely. I, I, I'd go with that. I'll, I'll probably, yeah, definitely not shit. I'll probably watch it again. Cool. And I'll just see what our, what everyone else thought of it. So, not too many votes. I just think that not too many people saw it, to be honest. Um, mm. So, definitely not shit, 40%. Um, and shit, 60%. Uh, well, all right. Yeah, bit harsh. harsh, but yeah, bit harsh. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's uh, Office Christmas Party, and uh, let's move into some uh, what we've been watching. So, Mark, what have you got this week, bud? Uh, well, I've done a few Christmas ones. Uh, did, did you watch Spectral by any chance? The uh, not yet. No, I am planning on it though. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that then. Brick. I won't go into too much detail about um, sort of like the. I won't give any spoilers away, is what I'll say. Okay, sure. Um, so Spectral, it's a, it, it was originally, I think it was, you know, I was about to say proper movie, but that, I, I, I'm correcting myself. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, yeah. But I know you know what, what I mean? It, it, it's, it, it was originally going to be a Legendary Pictures Universal, and it was going to be theatrically released, but then it got shelved, and Netflix came in and went, can we have that? And they said, yeah, sure. I'd like to know why. It was shelved because my biggest complaint about Spectral is I'd like to have seen it in a cinema. Wow, really? That okay. My biggest complaint about it. Um, it looks fantastic. It's a really solid story. Uh, it's a. It, it, it's it's a. It's a <laughs> Sorry. Um... Uh, brilliant response on our Twitter thing to uh, the vote for Office Christmas Party. I've not seen that. This. Uh, this is um, Sarah at Caution Spoilers. I have seen this film, but I can't vote as I have no idea what touching cloth means. <laughs> is it not safe for work? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a a kind of... Uh, it's not... Shit... And it's not not shit. It's in between. It's yeah, <laughs> in between. There we go. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, she doesn't listen to our show, obviously, but good on her. Good yeah. on her for responding with that. Anyway, sorry, sorry, but I just that was funny. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, that, that's my complaint. Is it looks great? The cast are all very good. Um, it, it's it's a really solid film. It's um, do you know what? How I make um, how I make my list of my top ten movies is I go through all of the the movies that would qualify for it, and I essentially I whittle it down. So I'll go that's in contention, that's in contention for top ten, and I might have fifty movies that are in contention, and then I go through and I go well that's getting knocked out. I don't like that as much as that, and that's how I build my list. And I get to around about 12, 13, 14, 15 or something like that, and that's when I start to to, to rank them, and then from there I can rank going going further down. But that's how I how I make my lists, and 
it, I'm not saying it, it's it's going to be in my top ten. I'm not saying that, but at the moment, it's a consideration for my top ten, without question. It might end up being 21, 22, 23, 24, but it, there's every possibility it could also end up being my number nine or number ten. To be honest, it is. Wow, fucking hell, man. It's, okay, it's really, really solid. And I went into it going, all right, James Badgedale. When is James Baddale not great in something? He's he's a brilliant character actor, and he should be. He, he the brilliance of James Baddale is he should be getting more, but he's not because he's a character actor, which is fantastic. And I love that about about him. He's he's always good in stuff. Um, and the Mortimer's, you know, again usually fantastic in stuff. You know, usually you might see the occasional not great film that Mortimer's in, but she's always quite good in them. Uh, Max Martini is called Major Sessions. Max solid. Martini is called Major Sessions. Brilliant. Very solid. Um, I mean, the story of it is that um, James Dale's character um, is. Um, Dr. Mark Klein, who I would watch a series of films with his character. Uh, he's a scientist and he develops um, countermeasures, which are always turned into weapons. Um, and a, um, a sort of a technology that he's developed, which has been used by the military, uh, which seems like a goggles that can see in kind of all different lights and things like that. Uh, are picking up interference but the interference appears to be something that they can't quantify what it is so he's sent to Moldova this whole thing is set in Moldova which is really strange uh, mm. he's sent to Moldova to, to look at this because this um, static or this thing seems to look like a person and seems to have killed the um, Delta Force agent that was wearing the goggles and so they're trying to work out what it is. And these things keep on attacking them. Every time they go into somewhere near it, they're getting attacked by these things. And he's sent to work out what it is. Ellen Martin works for the CIA and she's running the Delta Force operation. She wants him to work out what it is so that they can utilise it. She thinks it's a cloaking device. He, Jerry Pastel, thinks it's not a cloaking device. It can't be a cloaking device. And it's all about that and it becomes a bit of a siege movie and it's got so many different elements but it's pacey as hell um it's you know it's an hour and 45 minutes um like i say it doesn't look like it's mid-budget it looks if you were to pitch it up against another sort of big sci-fi uh, release of something let's say like independence day the uh, yeah. Independence Day 2 it, it looks the, 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 the CG and the computer graphics are just as good as that but there's a lot of model work in this and you can tell and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of clever location work gone into it that they've then utilised in a you know that um, Nick uh, Matthew who's directed it uh, and the, the, the tech team uh, behind it uh, what they've done is they've done like Scorsese and like Fincher does They've used CG to enhance the movie rather than build the movie. And it works really well and it makes it look like a real world lived in. Um, and yeah, it, it's... Uh, I won't go into too much deal because it is on Netflix and everybody can watch it. And I don't want to spoil it because I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it's a really, really solid watch. Um, oh, that sounds good, man. Um, okay. What I'd say is 
if for any re- it won't happen, but if for any reason ever there was just a Netflix went, you know what, this has been a real success, we're going to allow it to go on fucking special screens, something like that, I'd go watch it. I'd happily go and pay a tenner to go watch it, even though I, I will always be able to watch it on my Apple TV, or on my PS4, or on my phone, or on my iPad, I'd happily pay a tenner to go and see it as well, on a big screen, because mm. it'd it a benefit from that. It, it's yeah, I was, I was really quite taken by it. Sweet man, that's oh, fuck. Okay, fair enough. That, that, that's really, really promising. Yeah, it was. And I, 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 I hope that the other people. Uh, uh, it's I mean, the word seems to be quite good about it. I mean, Netflix seems to have been a little bit like, hell, let's buy this. It's not shit. It's good. Look, look at this. And you know, Netflix is slate coming up next year, two thousand seventeen. Is is pretty fucking good you know it isn't just the the odd kind of movie kind of thrown out there you've got big budget like 90 60 70 50 million dollar movies that aren't starring kevin james or adam sandler you know you've got the, the mute for instance the new um duncan jones, movie. Oh, duncan jones yeah, um, yeah. you've got a new david ayer movie um, oh, Bright. Bright, yeah, that's going to be yeah. on there. You've got the new Death Note movie, uh, mm. Gerald's Game. Uh, Angelina Jolie's got one in development um, that's going to come out uh, next year for um, on Netflix. It's it's weird that it's, it's kind of. My only thing now is, do you know what? It's great that these are going to land. I'm going to be able to watch it as part of my subscription. But, do you know what? I'm. I'd happily go and pay 15 quid to go and watch the new David Ayer movie at the cinema, but I'm not going to be able to do that. And it, it's kind of making me go, ah, hang on a minute. Is all that we've been asking for, all I've been wanting, now I'm actually getting it, am I now going, I kind of don't want it. I want it on my terms, not on your terms. Which is, you know, is a... It is my problem. It's a, a bit of a hang on a minute. You've been fucking crying out, people, for same day release. This is same day release, but it's not same day release. It is we're fucking giving you this as part of your subscription. It's a proper big budget movie, and you're still gonna bitch and moan that you can't go and see it at the fucking cinema. Fuck you. And it's quite right to be saying that, but I'm still saying it. <laughs> mm. So it is a little bit strange that it feels a little bit. Wrong, and I don't know. I don't. I really. I, on one hand, I'm arguing, saying, "Look, I, I want to be able to see fucking Thor Ragnarok at home if I wanna," but I'm then saying, "I want to go and see Bright in the fucking cinema if I want." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I mean, I, 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 fucking a man. Yeah, no, it's I, the, the next year of Netflix stuff is going to be really, really promising, and I just think my one complaint about about. Netflix's releases so far is that apart from their actually in home house stuff, not the stuff that they like they bought in, not a lot of it is in 4K. Is is Spectrum not in 4K? I don't know. Um, I I, I genuinely I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll have a look later. But generally, if it's made by Netflix, they'll film their stuff in 4K. So special correspondence, the do over, yeah, you can watch those in 4K. Uh, Beasts of No Nation, no. Uh, the Fundamentals of Caring, that um, uh, uh, Paul Rudd won uh, from earlier on this year, no. You know, so it's, it, it, I don't know, and it's like, 
But then again, Mute is actually being made by Netflix, isn't it? But like Spectral, I, I genuinely don't know. I need this is one that I'm kind of waiting for, like when everybody else has gone to bed, I can just chill out for an hour and a half, like at, at night with it, and just have a good time, you know. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of done there, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else did I watch? We watched Die Hard, obviously, because it's it's Christmas. It's uh, Christmas, yeah. And you've got to rewatch Die Hard. It's just it's just fantastic, it's Die Hard. It really is a fucking five star movie. And there's, there's there's little bits that kind of elevate it to being that five star movie. Um, and it's the subtle little bits that that always get it, like the um, the conversation that. Um, John McLean has with um, the cop. What's his name? Uh, oh, Al. Yeah, yeah, Al. There about why he's, um, you know, why he, he, he's, he's not like why he's, why he's still around in the car, why he's not doing more, why he's a desk behind a desk, and he's and Powell's kind of saying, oh, it's because I shot a kid and he's going all of that. That has no, it, it doesn't feed the story at all. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't feed John McClane's situation or anything like that. But it's those little moments that kind of make the movie, that make it, that elevate it above where it is as being a you know a frankly kind of preposterous action movie. It is moments like that that kind of like I say that just lift it that little bit further um, than a lot of movies of this ilk that were around at this time. It's why it's, you know, it's it's still being kind of revered uh, near 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we watched that. We watched Christmas Vacation because it's Christmas Vacation and it's always the first Christmas movie I watch in December. Um, so I rewatched that. Yeah, I'm not going to... I've talked about it every year for the past four years. So I'm not going to talk about it again. But the reason why I watch it the first one I watch is because then I can watch it a couple more times <laughs> over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, what else? Going through the Christmas ones I watched. Uh, I uh, watched Krampus again. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, well, yeah, because I wasn't as um, as sold with you, but I do remember Indeed. saying at the time. But the thing is, I'm looking forward to Christmas when I can watch it at Christmas again. So even though I wasn't as as you know for it as many of the people, I, I, I still looked forward to the idea of watching it at Christmas. So we watched it because um, obviously as well couldn't see it at the cinema, but I was happy for it to watch it because it's just a little bit of gore. Um, so we watched it on um, on Saturday night, uh, the three of us, uh, and yeah, I, I still think like. Uh, trick or treat I still think it's a little bit too long even though it's only 98 minutes I still think it's maybe 5-10 minutes too long which I mean it sounds like nitpicking but I do think there's points where it just it, I want it to move a little bit quicker I still think the ending is a little bit not the the actual ending the, the bit before the ending feels a little bit where uh, the kid goes to Krampus's kind of parade thing that he's fucking having with the family yeah. that felt yeah yeah bit, yeah that dragged a little bit too much for me and it just felt a little bit too much there uh, i didn't like that it, it, it's you've had it the rest of it all set within the the house 
and a little bit within you know the street and now you're taking it well away at the end of the movie and you didn't need to you could have done that you could have fucking Beatles used it and done that in the house it, it, I, don't, I don't see the reason for why he has to go on an adventure to get to there it, it, it didn't add to the film at all um, but it's fun it's it's gory um, there are consequences behind it um, and I like the fact that there are consequences behind it uh, in the terms of you know kids die <laughs> yep and they don't necessarily come back uh, it's an open ending so you don't you've got to kind of pick where you decide the ending is and what the ending is to you which I like about that you know yeah. it's not it doesn't say this is the ending this is how it is it's there's two or three different ways that that can be kind of interpreted um, which is nice um, but yeah I I would say that I'm, I'm more for it than I was when I previously watched it Nice man, yeah. No, I am. Um, I'm looking forward to rewatching that. It's gonna, it's gonna be getting done in the next week or so, I think. And uh, yeah, again, just need. Uh, that's one I really don't want to watch in front of Lottie. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah kind yet. of have to. Uh, yeah, kind of have to uh, bide my time there, really. Well, I've got a couple uh, more, but I feel like I've been talking for it. No, 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 you mate, you seriously, you go ahead. I actually don't have that many, so oh, you, you just crack on. Cool. Uh, right, all right. I'll, I'll do my last Christmas one. Uh, a first watch, actually. Um, I watched Christmas with the Cranks. I, 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 I don't quite know why. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Have you seen Christmas with the Cranks? Uh, no. Right, Christmas with the Cranks is directed by Joe Roth, but written by uh, Chris Columbus. Uh, stars Tim Allen, uh, Jim Lee Curtis, and Dan Aykroyd is also uh, there as well. Um, it's actually the, uh, the, the second Dan Aykroyd movie I watched uh, this week, um, which I didn't realise. Uh, right, uh, the idea... Right. Nice. It's a fucking... It's a, it's a strange movie, Christmas with the Cranks. So it's based on a John Grisham book, actually. Which, really? Yes. It's based wow, on John okay. Grisham, which I didn't know until it came up and I went, hang on a minute, that said John Grisham? So I had to kind of rewind it. I was like, yeah, that said John Grisham. There so, um, Tim Allen and Jimmy Curtis are uh, the Cranks. Uh, they're not cranky people. So it's not that the cranks, you know, it's not one of those witty surnames of them being cranky people. They uh, live on one of those uh, kind of gated communities um, where everybody has to kind of conform to certain things and usually they conform to those certain things. But this is the first Christmas they're going to spend without their daughter, Blair. Now, I'll come to Blair in a second because anytime Blair is mentioned or Blair calls... Jamie Lee Curtis's character completely freaks out, and Why? It, it, I don't know, but it oh. does. It does seem <laughs> like uh, Becky's exact reaction when we paused at one point to grab a drink uh, was, "What the fuck is everyone's thing with this Blair girl? Everybody in the street seems to adore Blair." And I was like, "I don't know." And Beck's Beck's words were, "I mean, she must like fucking." shit fucking gold and give out free fucking BJ's to everybody because everybody seems to adore this girl Blair to a weird level <laughs> right but because they're having their first Christmas without Blair who's joined who's off joining the Peace Corps seriously yeah um, Tim Allen's character Luther decides that they're going to skip Christmas this year 
because he worked out that last year they spent uh, $6,000 on Christmas. So they're going to skip it this year. They're not going to do anything with Christmas, but they have no bad feelings towards Christmas. They're just going to skip it because they're going to go on a Caribbean cruise instead. And they're going to use all the money they usually spend on Christmas to spend on that. So that's it. That's them. They're skipping Christmas. But the whole street and uh, Dan Aykroyd's Vic Frohmeyer, who kind of, he's kind of like the neighbourhood watch guy. Uh, they they don't like the fact that they're not putting Christmas decorations up and that they're not giving out Christmas cards and that they've not got a Christmas tree and all these things. And they're bringing the tone of the the street down because they're not celebrating Christmas and everybody else is. So there's that going on. Um, there is one really amusing scene where um, Tim Allen's character gets Botox. Um, Did you, you just said really amusing, just to confirm. Yes, it is actually quite right. amusing. I found myself laughing quite a lot because he gets Botox <laughs> and he, he can't move his face. And he's having a conversation about the fact that he's had Botox and how fantastic it is with Jamie Lee Curtis while they're having dinner and he's trying to eat a fruit salad and it just keeps falling out of his mouth <laughs> which doesn't sound as amusing as it actually is at the time and I was kind of shamed. it certainly doesn't I was kind of shame laughing at it laughing going I shouldn't find this this amusing but for some reason Tim Allen it is one of those those comedic fucking blind spots that I have that I just no, I, well, I can't I cannot say no, anything there at all and, and I have a couple of these. There's the obvious one of, of Paulie Shaw, uh, but there's also Tim Allen and Tom Arnold. I find these people funny, and I'm aware of the fact that there is me and a select group of people who who find these people funny, and we could all be classified as as having some kind of mental disability, I think. Um, with absolution of that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not a good film at all. And it finished, and I thought the worst thing I can say about this movie is that I could see myself watching it again at some point mm. for no other reason of the fact that that I'm an idiot. So yeah, um, Christmas with the Cranks. Please don't rush and watch it. Please don't, because it's not very good. But if you're one of those people who already watches it each year, then yes, I can kind of see why you watch it every year. But please, nobody else watch it. It doesn't need to go on your Christmas rotation. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, and my final one, another Dan Aykroyd movie, <laughs> uh, is Coneheads, um, which I haven't watched since I watched it at the cinema. Um, like, 20 odd years ago uh, and I remember kind of enjoying it um, but Bex has been kind of saying that she would like to give Coneheads another go for quite a while because she remembers really enjoying it quite a lot and I was like I just remember it being a bit shit <laughs> um, so we rewatched Coneheads and it kind of is a bit shit but it's very much a it's very much a product of that early 90s um, you know Yes, it comes from a Saturday Night Live sketch, um, and it, it's Aykroyd being Dan Aykroyd when Dan Aykroyd could still fucking sell a movie, uh, which seems really fucking strange now. Um, but yeah, it's it's Cornheads. You know, everybody from my generation has seen Cornheads. I assume you've seen Cornheads, yeah? 
Oh, like uh, many, many, many exactly. moons ago. I couldn't tell you anything about well, it. That's it. And that's what I was like. I was like, I remember watching it, and I remember not hating it, but not particularly liking it. Like I've not watched it since. But it's sure. it's under ninety minutes. So I thought under ninety minutes of Dan Aykroyd, I can quite easily get away with that. But yeah, I I quite enjoyed my rewatch of it. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of crop up. You know, Tom Arnold, for instance, crops up. Uh, John Lovitz is there. Um, Phil Hartman's there. Adam Sandler's there. Uh, Chris Farley's there. David Spade, uh, Sinbad, Parker Posey, Joey Laurel Adams, uh, Ellen DeGeneres is in there as well. Uh, so it, there's a lot of people from that era are all kind of thrown in it and you're going that's 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 yeah but it's (laughs) it's fun it's stupid really fucking stupid but it's kind of supposed to be fucking stupid but yeah it's it's on netflix and it's 90 minutes long and there's enough laughs in it to kind of go do you know what if you're struggling for instance i know you watch uh, movies on the train to and from work in bits if you're struggling and thinking, right, what do I watch next? It, it 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 would serve quite well watching this over like a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning in January, when it's a little bit fucking cold. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Yeah, okay. And yeah, yeah. Going, sorry. Do you know what? You're a little bit miserable because you're back at fucking work after having hopefully a little bit of time off at Christmas, and you kind of go, do you know what? I need a little bit of downtime from all these worthy Oscar baity films. So, yeah, fuck it. Call it. You know, it, it'll be good to watch on a train when it's still fucking dark and you're going to work, and then on a train when you're coming back from work and it's fucking dark again. This'll feel a nice little whole thing. Fair enough, man. Cool. Fair enough. That, that's it. That's, that's what I've got this week. Oh, good stuff. So, um, oh, yeah, I've got a few things to uh, uh, talk about. Um... I, to be honest, I probably won't take that long. Uh, Frozen, uh, watched it with uh, Lottie and Donna. We watch Frozen every year now. It's just a thing. Really like Frozen. What can I say? Um, the Corpse of Anna Fritz. Uh, my review is on Vodzilla. It's on Shudder. 75 minutes long. Spanish horror. Extended sequence of a man fucking a corpse at one point. Which how, is... How is Shudder? What is Shudder like? Is it any good? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, fuck, man. If it was me, like, ten years ago, it'd be amazing. Yeah. But, y- yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I, I find it hard to get much. I, I mean, I don't know. Let's have a look what's on there at the moment. Um, like, 31 just went on there. Um, you know, Fair Play, apparently it's got, like, a direct, like a director's commentary and all sorts of shit in there. The, um, the, the, the Rob Zombie movie, yeah, 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 yeah. Thirty-one director's commentary, yeah, and there's a making of as well. Um, That's pretty which is interesting. I've, I've, not, I've, fact, not, yeah. even, I've not even activated my uh, what is it? Pre-trial or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you get a week's free trial. I mean, they've got the Texas Chainsaw, Silent Night, Deadly Night, The Initiation, Mad Mount, uh, Madman, Don't Go in the House, um, Bay of Blood, Maniac Cop, Deep Red. Um, Triangle, The Canal, Night of the Demons, Wreck 2, Demons, Demons 2, Lovely Molly, Lisa and the Devil, Exorcismus. I mean, there's some decent if, stuff on that. 
Yeah, man. Like if you if you like if, if you're really really into your horror, it's probably a fucking no brainer. To be fair, it's just um, yeah. I mean, if, fuck, fair play. I mean, who can kill a child? But they got some like Hammer stuff on there as well. Uh, Abominable Snowman, Horror Dracula, uh, The Quater Mass Experiment, Curse of Frankenstein, X the Unknown. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some. Yeah, fair play, man. I mean, like it's um, if 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 you're if you're into this stuff, there's um. There's good stuff there. Um, but yeah, the Corpse of Anna Fritz is fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I wrote a review. Um, I got paid to watch it, at least. Um, it's really quite offensive in parts and then really derivative in others. Um, it, it, yeah, it was fucking awful. Um, played LFF last year, God knows how. Um, avoid it like the plague. Um <laughs> Don't avoid like the plague. A monster calls. Um, oh, you actually went to see this, didn't you? Yeah. This yeah. Um, it's fucking. It's fucking tremendous. This. So it's uh, one Antonio Bayona's um, new film before he goes properly horror, Hollywood with Jurassic World two. Um, but uh, basically, uh, this kid played by Lewis McDougall, whose uh, mother is dying of cancer. The mother played by Felicity Jones, um, and uh, he's basically refusing to accept it and he is visited by a tree monster voiced by Liam Neeson who says that he's going to tell him three stories and uh, once he's told him those three stories he wants the boy to tell him a story um, but it's got to be the truth um, and then through there um, Scorny Weaver plays um, uh, the boy's grandmother um, who she, he, he doesn't get on with uh, he has a weird relationship with a bully um, and his uh, father, a kind of absentee father, played by Toby Kebbell, kind of comes back into the picture as well. Um, so, yeah, this film's fucking raw. Um, it, uh, it, it's really, really lovely and heartfelt and pretty fucking devastating. Um, though, I think the film is, is brilliant, but I could see where people could have problems. Felicity Jones is rather young for the role, even though they do actually comment on that within the film, but the lad is like a, a young teenager. Felicity Jones is not that much older than a young teenager, really. Um, so it is a little... Felicity Jones is 33. Yeah, I, it's, I, so, I don't know, man. Young, young How old is he supposed to be then, around about? I, I don't know, like 12, 13? I suppose, like, yeah, she'd be in her late teens, early 20s, so I suppose it could, it well, could yeah, happen. Because looking at it like that, I'm 34 and I've got a 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got a 12-year-old. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, that's a fair point. I, all right, I would say she doesn't... She doesn't look... She doesn't I, seem like she's... I was she's, surprised she was 33. I thought she was about yeah. 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Um, there, there you go. Scorny Weaver also um, really battles with a British accent, like kind of grapples it to the floor and rapes it. Um, <laughs> but it actually kind of weirdly adds to the character or your perception of the character because there is an offness, like you're kind of on the boy's side and there's something not quite right there, so it does work, but... There's some really interesting stuff in it. His relationship with, with his bully and how what his bully does is really quite... I, 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 I would have liked to have seen 
more of their interactions together. Uh, it, it was interesting. Uh, the the stories the monster tells are done in these really lovely watercolor um, kind of like animated sequences, which lo- just look incredible, like 2D kind of um, stuff. And it, it ties into the film quite directly as, as you near the, uh, the climax as well. But I mean, the, the thing is, I don't think you'll be as taken with it as much as I was. Mm. Um, be, like it, it's just a feeling I have. Um, is, that, but, is that because I I, 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 I don't like children? Yeah, kind of. Oh, and, and, and just just taking you back a second, Jennifer Aniston saying "fuck you" to a little girl was fantastic. Oh, actually, that was good. I, I clapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I think somebody in my audience that wasn't me clapped as well. Actually, but um, yeah, uh, it's. Um, it's really, really fucking good. And read my article. Um, it like literally, I walked out of the cinema about a week ago from right now. Mm. So without having someone to bounce it back off of, it's kind of hard to keep going, to be honest. Um, but it's 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 fantastic, and it will be in my probably in my top five. Wow! Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really. I I was really taken with it. Um, last thing for me, I believe, is uh, Snowden. Uh, oh, so yeah. I, yeah, I checked out Snowden, um, which is uh, Oliver Stone's uh, dramatic recreation of Edward Snowden's life, uh, which is framed kind of around the filming of the documentary Citizen Four. Um, Melissa Leo actually plays that film's director, Laura Poitras. Um, Zachary Quinto plays the Guardian journalist, Glenn Greenwald, and um, uh, and um, which is. The thing is, just watch Citizen Four. Um, it, 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 I don't know. It's um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing right. Slight spoiler alert for Snowden. It's based on real life, but if anyone's really bothered about the ending of Snowden, do you mind? No. Right. The last five minutes of the film, it's actually Edward Snowden playing Edward Snowden, right. and it's really discombobulating because, yeah. like, he's like doing a, like a Skype in appearance at uh, like a conference and you see like Gordon Levitt behind the monitor and then it pans around the monitor and then it's Edward Snowden and Edward Snowden gives a speech but I don't think it's like a live speech it was filmed for the film and the thing is Gordon Levitt and Edward Snowden don't sound like each other. And Gordon Levitt is putting on a voice and then Snowden talks and it's like, um, what, where'd you get a voice from Joe? <laughs> I, I mean, his after his Pepe Le Pew from the walk, it's a bit, um, I think he just likes doing silly voices. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, um, that was odd um and the, the the thing is it's it's very much just this happened then this happened then this happened every 10 minutes or so it's like but you wouldn't believe like look at this bloody hell they're watching you while you shit and uh, you know they've 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 got eyes everywhere nowadays and uh, your privacy 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 uh, privacy 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 and it's a little like, all right, yeah, okay, fine, fine, Edward. It's weird that you only really started having a problem with this when you learned that it was on American citizens. And yeah, you were having some little quibbles about it when when it was other nationals, but it was only really when it was Americans 
or uh, you know, or when it was really aggressively, oh, it could be anyone we're fucking blowing up here, whatever. That you actually started getting a bit there. Uh, and the the thing is, not to sound like a conservative, but I don't know. Like Snowden is is being held up as a kind of a messianic figure who exposed all this stuff, and absolutely fair enough. But and yes, he got to a point where he wants to uncover it because he thought it was for the betterment of man, and I I, I understand that. But the, the, I don't know. There, there is still some character stuff there which I feel like is being left aside, and. It, it was a very, 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 very brave thing that he did. Very, 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 very brave. Um, but I feel like there are some character flaws there, which if you're really going to make a film, I, 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 you've got to have more character than he's really dedicated to his country, even if he's not doing something the country wants him to do. It's yeah. that, and he has an on-off relationship with his girlfriend. That's kind of all there is there. And for a film that's well over two hours, I need more than that. And at the end, it is like praise be to Snowden. And sure, and that's Oliver Stone. He always has a very direct viewpoint, and that's what he does. But between this and Citizen Four, Citizen Four, I mean, at least gets into the the, the minutiae a bit more, and it's not nearly as much about his relation, relationship with his with his girlfriend. Which, from a movie point of view, I see why they're doing that. It's not that interesting. It's yeah. not that interesting. No, it's not. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it again, recreations like a director's view of what technology it's technology is and how to visualize it. You know, it's like his eye turns into wires and then it's like, <laughs> like going through the internet. And, you know, it's not quite as bad as the representation of the WikiLeaks files in uh, the fifth estate, um, which was fucking embarrassing. But this also feels like it could have been a, like a, a sequence from a film 20 years ago. Yeah. Which black hat had that problem as well. It, it did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Snowden, it's, fine it's fine for what it is but i'm you can 100 percent see why it's been forgotten already yeah which it has so uh yeah so there we go um so we actually have an email oh do we yes uh marcus sizu um hi lads uh subject line to the technology swapping weekly one and the it's a perfect tuesday afternoon watch <laughs> one uh that's good Hi lads, I look I'm forward to your weekly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, um, I look forward to your weekly podcast and not chimed in for a while, so I thought I'd email. Forgive me if I sound like I'm rushing, but I kind of need to get on with being a parent. Um, here's a quick question: Which director is a blind spot for you? Any major ones not really had your attention? Also, a little discussion piece: What's your opinion of French New Wave and Italian neo-realist films of 50s and 60s? Have you had spells diving into them? Do they do much for you? Are you not really fans? Um, if I if I had all the time in the world to watch films, I would take in French New Wave and Italian neo realist stuff myself. You know, I I, I have seen The Bicycle Thief slash Thieves. Uh, I, I I have seen Goddard and I have seen some I have seen some Truffaut, um, but not really. I kind of always kind of feel like it's a bit of an education to be honest, and it's in decreasingly what I go to films for. 
Uh, that's me. Director, there was a blind spot for me. Fuck. I mean, probably people like that, or fucking Ozu or something. I mean, Ozu, Christ, Ozu, Ozu, I've only seen Tokyo Story. Yeah, you know, that, so. that, that, that was Ozu was going to be was, was was the one I was thinking of. Is, is my kind of blind spot certainly. Um, I'd like to watch uh, more than the realism uh, Italian stuff. I would, but I'd like to what I watched. Uh, I can't get my French New Wave. I, ju- I just can't. It doesn't. That's it Doesn't speak to me. Um, and I remember. I remember for a long time as a film kind of fan feeling feeling quite bad about that and feeling a little bit I feel I feel bad and I kind of didn't want to kind of like voice it um, for that um, but as I've grown on it I've kind of gone do you know what I, 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 I'm happy in the fact that I don't get on with it it just doesn't speak to me uh, in the same way as other stuff I like what it influenced don't get me wrong you know if you if you trace it's you know where it, the, the people that influenced into the 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 seventies director explosion um, that that you had, you know, that people think it was an independent explosion. It wasn't. It was studio movies were being made by people like Mike Scorsese and De Palma and people like that, and they were quite heavily influenced by people like you know from French New Wave. Um, so I like that the action movies themselves. I I, I personally I, I just I don't tend to get on with. Maybe I need to go back and rewatch them now I'm a little bit older. Uh, maybe I, I, do, I do. Maybe you know it is sort of worth going back and having a, a, another kind of look. But uh, I studied a lot of them in uh, when I did film studies, um, and they failed to strike a chord with me uh, there. But that was you know nearly twenty years ago, so maybe I do need to sort of go back and look at it. Um, but I always feel like I, I, Hitchcock's a bit of a director's blind spot for me I've, I've, because he's somebody that I again I haven't really got on with. Uh, that well, I find him quite hit or miss. But I think I maybe if I watched more, uh, I I'd, I'd learn a light more because the the kind of lesser known Hitchcocks that I've watched, I've enjoyed more than the the you have to watch this Hitchcocks is what I'd say there. So yeah. maybe I'm just I, I should watch more of those. So Hitchcock certainly, um, but. But it's something that I've kind of looked at and gone next year. Or maybe I want to kind of do less rewatching and kind of, of get back into that the newness of movies. Um, yeah. Of that certainly, I think it's I've kind of got a little bit too comfortable in watching movies for the escapism uh, of them, and I want to watch movies to kind of have the have that kind of not lesson as such as you, as you put it, but have that that freshness and that newness kind of hitting me and discovering something uh, a little bit more. So maybe, you know, Italian um, neorealism could be a good way to kind of get into that and to kind of do that and to look at it next year and go, right, I want to watch at least one, at least one, possibly two completely new out of my comfort zone movies um, sort of a, a month. Yeah, that's a I thought maybe we can just do that on the show. Um, yeah, it's yeah. So there's there's something I want to get into, you know, that and get because it's like I was saying to you last week, I, you know, I'm getting that feeling back of of, of loving watching movies again, and it, it's it's kind of cool. Oh, good. No, good on you, man. Um, I've got to go. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, we can we can we put a pin in the questions for we next week? We can put in the questions for next week. Absolutely, we will answer questions. We always like getting questions, but you know, life and time makes us run out. But we, I will keep them, and we will answer them next week. 
Yeah, I just it was it was completely my fault. I was running late, but um, Marcus actually sent that in before last week's show, and I didn't check the emails last week, so I, I, I thought I should get that in there. Thank you, Marcus. Um, next week, Steve Nixon is joining us for Rogue One, uh, Star yes. Wars story, um, and um, that's probably going to be quite a long review, to be fair. So um, yeah, that's it. Uh, episode whatever the fuck it was. Sorry, I, I, yeah, one eight nine. Thank you very much. I literally need to go right now. Sorry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.